I love this fucking music. Yeah. I made it's it. I made this, by the way. I didn't make the songs. I took two songs, put them together with swords. That was all me. Kind of feel like going to Benihana now. Fucking went to Ararang last week. Oh, there you go. Not good. I don't know. I, I love hibachi, and I did not like this this experience. But anyway, here we go. Welcome. Episode, what are we at? Six? Episode six five, of the Chop five, Heads. Six, no, we're at six. Episode six of the Chop Heads MMA podcast. I got to try and avoid looking at the the camera. Why? I don't know. I just feel it makes me it makes me less capable. But nonetheless, we're here. We're got, we got a little bit of a live stream going for our Facebook group. Uh, we're trying a little bit different things to gain some traction on the podcast. Uh, we love doing what we're doing. We think this show is great. I have fun doing it. Tommy loves getting out of the house an extra night, so he makes it seem like it's work, and he gets to go, you know, hang out with the boys over at the studio. I can't blame him. We got the new digs. It's looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk first about, well, first, I'll get into what we're going to have on in store for you on this podcast. We got Ben Askren debacle with Jake Paul. We have Bobby Knuckles, my boy, putting on a clinic against Kelvin this week. And then Tommy wants to talk a little bit about Corey Anderson and all the, the Bellator tournament and the, the rate of pay in the UFC, and he wants to talk his shit. And then we're going to get into UFC, what is it, 260? UFC 261. Now, folks, UFC 261 will not be on the live broadcast. You You're are going to, to have to subscribe and listen to our podcast if you want to get that part. So we like giving you guys a little bit of a taste. But if you want the full course meal, you're going to have to download us uh, tomorrow whenever Chris gets it up. Yeah, whenever Chris gets it up. Tomorrow, definitely tomorrow. But anyway, so we're going to get right into it. Ben Askren, I got egg in my face. I had to watch myself on a YouTube premiere yesterday talk for like 15 minutes straight on my other podcast about how Ben Askren had no chance to lose and he was rooted to the earth like a tree and Jake Paul's going to have an adrenaline dump and he's in, he's, he has no idea what he has in store for him. Me and Dave actually cut up a video and submitted it to um, freezing cold takes to see if we could gain some traction there, but we'll see. Tommy has a little bit different of an opinion as to how this fight played out. And he's has the whole pro wrestling approach. The whole, the fix is in. It was a work. It was bullshit. It wasn't legit. You mean to tell me that a born loser like Nate Robinson, the Knicks man. Why, stop saying born loser. Like, Listen, anybody who puts on a Knicks jersey is a born damn fair. loser. Come on, bro. The Knicks, um, first of all, Julius Randle is absolutely killing it. You have no idea what you're talking about because the Knicks, it's the the Knicks, Knicks won seven straight please, right now. All right. All right I please. get it. Nobody it's wants to play the Knicks in the first round. I can promise you that. Okay. But we're so going to anyway, get off of that. Yeah. You're trying to tell me that Nate Robinson can go almost three rounds with Jake Paul, but Ben Askren is a one yeah, and he done. He got dusted punch. in one punch. On, I I, I see where you're going with that, but I don't know, man. I don't. I, I don't. That doesn't really make any sense to me either. But at the same time, is Ben really willing to fucking bitch out like that? Ben walked out of there with a million dollars. Yeah, he is. But wouldn't he have made a million if he won? Probably not. Why? Because I'm sure he got a little bit of extra money to go down. Yeah. All right. So I don't want to put too much stock into the whole Jake Paul situation because it frustrates me how much people have talked about him. Excuse me. And the way the MMA world is, everyone's buzzing about Jake Paul right now. You got Cody Garbrandt talking crazy shit. Woodley going out. Cormier's on fucking ESPN mentioning his name. These well, guys Cormier's just- on ESPN mentioning his name, saying that it would be a joke for him to fight him because... He's a nobody. Yeah, but then in the same breath, he's like, he should fight Woodley. He should fight Rockhold. So he's mentioning this guy in the same breath as, you know, first, Woodley's been a, a UFC champion, right? Rockhold is, you know, we'll get into the whole, you're my boy later. Don't worry. But Rockhold has beaten former champions. He's he's uh, he's fought for a belt, right? A couple yeah. times, right? So, yeah, he Rockhold beat Wiseman still, for his belt. You got Dana White threatening lawsuits against Jake Paul, which doesn't make any sense because... It's just words. You're allowed to say what the fuck you want. It's really, he should be threatening his fighters that he has in his stable to shut the fuck up about the guy. And if he has any control over anyone, it's definitely his fighters because, which we'll get into with the Corey Anderson situation and how mm-hmm. they don't get, you know, they don't get any respect in the UFC. But I don't know, man. I don't think it's fixed. I just can't see it. I, I'm, I'm one of those people that 
I, it would really be really, really disappointing. I'm like a purist with sports where there's nothing pure about that. There's nothing pure about a guy who's been I boxing know, for three I years know, making and especially millions of dollars. Thriller of all things. They, they fixed the Tyson uh, Roy Jones fight. Right, that was a, a joke. There was like no no way to win. Like people, pretty much, they're taking bets. I mean. Like you're they're taking bets on shit, and it's you know. There, there's, there's I no think Barstool there. actually, whatever their 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 betting format, they paid all the bets back on the Tyson Roy <laughs> Jones fight because it was bullshit. There should have been there should have been no betting line on the Jake Paul fight because it like th- that should have been null and void. Uh, if if you don't think that that fight was a complete work. Then I've got a bridge to sell you. It's in Brooklyn, and honestly, I won't even. It won't even cost you anything. I'll just give it to you. It's yours, if you honestly think that that was a legit fight. Well, I mean, it wasn't a legit fight because look what the what well, look what happened. But I don't. I still. I just don't know, man. You know. Yeah, and you can't be walking out of that. I, you I'm, just got I'm embarrassed. I have a right. really bad track record with these fucking. But check this out. So you're talking about a national champion. And Ben Askren, guy who's been competing his whole life. Now you talked about now it you last sound, week. You sound like me last week, and yeah. he looked like a fucking fat slob. So, but okay, that, let's not talk about that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that after he just got embarrassed by a guy who's not a combat sports fighter, as much as he wants to say that he is, you just got embarrassed with one punch, and you're walking out of there smiling. Nah, that, then that. What did you completely lose your competitive edge? No, it I wasn't mean, legit. That, that could be just a tick, like. How else is he going to handle it? He laughed off getting knocked out flatlined by Masvidal. In yeah, one... that was a legit fighter. Yeah. Anyway, that was a legit fighter. Get past this point of the, the Askren-Jake Paul thing. Let's get more into, obviously, there's going to be next for Jake Paul, unfortunately. We're going to see more of him. What do you think he's, where, where do you think he goes with, from here? Uh, he's going to try for another grappler. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe he wants to fight a blind guy next. What do you think? Well, maybe, but who? Which blind guy? That's my next question. What's Stevie Wonder? I want to see him. I want to see them. Maybe Mike Perry, right? That seems like something that Dana White would be allow allow him to go over. Is Mike Perry still under contract with UFC? He's got one fight. I think he he fought out his last fight. Yeah, so that's perfect. I think Woodley's done, right? Which he'll never fight Woodley, but I think he would fight Perry. They trained, they sparred, and um, Jake Paul released footage of him. I wouldn't say he released footage of him getting the better of him, but he released footage of Perry saying at the end, like, good work, you kicked my ass. He said that to him, and then Mike Perry came out and said, like, guys, look, the guy could box. He hit me with a couple good shots early, and then as the fight wore on, I started getting the better of him. So he was very honest about it. That tells me that Jake Paul can box. You know, I, I got to give it to him. No, he I might, think you give him Chris Lieben. He would never. Chris Lieben wants it. Ne- of course, everybody wants it. Fucking name a fu- That's the problem. Every- well, no, he- I, I think Chris Lieben wants it, and I think you could give him a pack of Juicy Fruit to take the fight because yeah. he just wants to embarrass this guy. But Jake Paul is not going to fight Chris Lieben. Of course not. And he could fight, like, Dylan Dennis <laughs> for fucking, you know, a guy that doesn't fucking box easily. But anyway, I want to see. I heard he challenged Mauro Ranella too. You you brought up a good point. The goat, bro. Maybe he'll get um Artem, yeah. Artem Lobov. You'll never see Jake Paul in a bare knuckle match though. Never. I think Artem will fight him with gloves. I don't think Artem cares. He's just looking for a paycheck. Yeah. Well, everybody's looking for a paycheck, Tommy. We're looking for a paycheck. Every I would fight him. <laughs> but nobody I would love it. to. He's gonna fight a name. That's what that's what it's gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be somebody that has a little bit of clout, whether it be you know, uh, has to be an up you know, a little more dangerous of an opponent than Askren was. Otherwise, you know, what are we doing here? You got to you gotta move up the, the food chain, no? Do you know what this proves? There is way too many casual fans out there that are able to pad this idiot's pockets. Yeah. That's what this proves, because I don't know anybody who actually ordered the pay-per-view. Um, I'm sure everybody streamed the shit out of it, and I don't think there's anything no, wrong with that. Just what you do is you go on a fight like that, um, you just wait until the fight is immediately over. As soon as you get an update, go on YouTube and just keep typing it in, and then eventually yeah. you'll get one. And then oh, it was on Google. Flag, I, get, oh, yeah, you I that passed shit. out uh, Saturday night, and I woke up probably around like two thirty in the morning, and it was already on Google, and I saw all that I needed to see. You yeah. Know? Anyway. So yeah. Anyway, moving on. Enough about that because we've talked about it at, at length for the last fucking five weeks, and I'm over it. 
I'm glad it's over. We'll let you. I'll let you take over this segment because I know you feel a little more closely related to the Corey Anderson thing because you you definitely follow his career more close than I do. I know you guys have ties. What's going on? He tweeted something out. Well, yeah, he, he pretty much tweeted that in in seven years with the UFC, he hasn't made as much as he's made in like six months with Bellator. And, it, you know, we've heard that a lot, right, uh, with, with Bellator fighters. Scott Coker is a little bit more willing to throw out some more money, not to mention that these guys get more for their sponsorships. Yeah, but Bellator might not be around for long. I think they will. Due to the fact that they're paying the likes of a Corey Anderson yeah, but you know what, though? It, it, it worked out in his favor. But it, it, what I think Corey's kind of forgetting is he wouldn't have gotten that paycheck without the UFC without star, the UFC. without the wins in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Without So I was that was to my point. And I, I don't know why I, I sense like passive-aggressive animosity out of Corey Anderson, which I understand because like from his perspective is he felt mistreated by his employer for a really long time. But at the same time, you got to respect what the UFC did for him. And they, they just said, look, this isn't it for us. It's not it for you. Go ahead. Go make 15 times more. You know why the hard feelings? And I know that it, he did mention um, in the tweet how the UFC gave me the, my start. I appreciate that. But you you sense the same thing I sense. It was like a shot at the UFC. Mm-hmm. Understandable, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, he wouldn't be. Look, it all stemmed from winning that Ultimate Fighter season 19, right? You yeah. know, he won the light heavyweight. Eddie Gordon won the uh, another friend of the week. old show. Yeah, your current show. Yeah, but uh, you know, for for Bellator and look, you know, I kind of not wrote him off, but I didn't think he was actually going to come out on top in in his last fight. And you know, he's knocking people out now. You know, in Bellator. Well, no, he he knocked out people in the UFC too. All right, fair. He was getting fair. he was getting he, most he was of his doing wins well. by knockouts. Who did he KO. lose to? Um, that he should have beat at the end there, or that uh, not maybe that he should have beat Ovin St. Prue. Yeah, yeah, Ovin St. Prue. Um, but he, he had his shot against John Jones, and Dana White kind of took it away from him. Um, he won the fights that he needed to win, and they gave it to Anthony Smith instead. I mean, John Jones would have fucking eaten him. Alive. But that's not the point, though. You gave it to Anthony Smith, who really had no shot. He has no wrestling whatsoever. You know, maybe Corey's wrestling would have been somewhat decent because he's tall, he's long, whatever. I mean, we all know there's Corey Anderson wasn't going to beat John Jones. No, but maybe it would have been at least say, somewhat of a like, competitive fight. But it wouldn't have sold. So I understand Dana White's side of it, and you do too, right? I I like Corey Anderson. He's a fucking tough fighter. He's like a friend of the old show. Yeah, but you know what though, Anthony Smith. I agree. I mean, either way. <laughs> Either way, um, speaking of the John Jones, Anthony Smith, or just John Jones and the UFC fighter pay, what do you think is going on there, man? The UFC's got to pony up. We want to see this Ngannou Jones fight. I know Jones is spitting crazy numbers at the UFC, but give him some pay-per-view points more so than usual and let the, let the fight sell itself and let's see these two beasts go at it in the end of the summer because it's going to be a while before Ngannou steps back in there, but... If that's the fight. I know that there's other options, uh, Derek Lewis and this, but really nobody really wants to see that again when we have John Jones on the table. We don't want to see John Jones shelved for another year. I don't see John taking a fight that's not for the belt. If you go in Ganu, uh, Derek Lewis, what are we going to wait uh, 14 months to see Jones again? Here's the problem. And, and it goes back to what we talked about not that long ago. I don't think Dana White can rely on John Jones um, because he's ruined a couple cards with failing piss test and having the belt stripped from him and then his legal problems. You're talking about a lot of money, not only just going into the promotion of it all, because yes, it's John Jones, but it's John Jones going up to heavyweight. We don't know what we're getting with that. Yeah. Are you getting the same John Jones? Is he going to be slower? Like it, You don't know. So for Dana White to fifty million is never going to happen, you know what I mean? No, thirty though, it's never going to happen. Twenty, ten, maybe, maybe. max, max. Anyway. He'll give him ten million max, and you know what? You should be happy to get that because only Connor is making that kind of crazy money to walk out there, and I don't think he made that kind of crazy money to fight Poirier with with no fans and stuff like that. So 
I'm watching this Yankee game right take, now. Take what you can get there, Mr. Johnny Bones Jones, because that money dries up and cocaine is expensive. Look at Oscar De La Hoya. Oof. Oscar's about to get his ass beat by who? Who's he fighting? Eddie Alvarez. Oh, yeah. Anyway, we it's said that last happen. week. Enough about, uh, you know, Johnny Blow Jones and uh, <laughs> and Oscar De La Hoya. Let, let, let's get on to the big news that happened uh, this past weekend for the UFC. The, uh, the UFC event was kind of lackluster. Except for the headliner. Yeah. That Bobby was a, Knuckles. It wasn't that it was a great fight. Just Kelvin just showed what he shows time yeah. and time again how tough he is. Yeah. <laughs> Dude gets hit. Yeah. He's, he's like, uh, he's the shorter, smaller version of, of Mark Hunt. A heavy bag he's, with eyeballs. He is a perfect example of the UFC needing more weight classes. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah. He's, yeah. A, he's a tweener. Yep. He's definitely a tweener, and he always was. But, uh, you know, Bobby Knuckles is back, man. That was a huge win. Um, now, the question that is on everybody's mind, does he go for Izzy? Um, you know, what's the deal with that? You also have Marvin Vittori laying in the wings. So do you give Marvin that shot against Bobby Knuckles and the winner gets Izzy? Because I think Izzy's good right now. I think Izzy might need to take a little bit of time off. Um, yeah, I, I agree. Work on some wrestling. I think... Um, a lot hinges on whether Izzy's going to come back right away. There is the blueprint on him now, mm-hmm. uh, and Vittori just executed that same blueprint that Brunson laid out on Holland. So you see he's capable. I know um, takedown defense is a lot better on Izzy's side. Yeah. I would imagine that Holland, he's way more refined. He's got way more experience. So I'm not even coming close to comparing the two. But I think Vittori needs to earn more. If it's going to be anybody, it's going to be Whitaker, no doubt. Uh, Vittori's got to win some some more top five fights. I, I see what you're saying, but Vittori is in top six. He's, I think he was ranked number six or something like that. Okay, so he's what? How many top five wins does he have? None. I, I, I guess none. I don't know. None. He's got. A, he's got. The only thing that he could hang his hat on is that he lost a split decision to Izzy in the past. Yeah, I mean, but. I... But that was younger Izzy. Um, Izzy probably had. I think that might have been Izzy's first fight in the UFC. It was, but I'm not big into giving the champ, you know, or the former champ, uh, a belt shot right away like that. You know what I mean? Not when you have a Tory who's who just squashed what Dana White wanted with Kevin Holland. so I think you have Vittori fight Bobby Knuckles because that's eventually going to be the fight anyway, right? Yeah, I don't know that Whitaker takes that fight. I think he's also maybe in a position where he's like, you know what, I'll just sit this one out. Um, I think I Bobby will think take Vittori, that fight. I, maybe, but Vittori may be against Kelvin. Really? Yeah. You're going to give Vittori a guy who just lost? I mean, he's got he's to win some fights in the top five. I would say, yeah, you know, prove it. I, don't I understand I mean, where you're going with this because you it's a very dangerous fight to de- to derail a potential title contender down the line. Like you don't want to give Vittori that fight, but you don't want to gift a title shot. You know, like a lot no, of guys. That's why I'm saying you're not gifting him a title shot. I think he should fight Mar- uh, uh, Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Whitaker's not taking that fight. Like he's next in line. Why would he? Why would he fight the sixth ranked guy that just beat a guy that's not even in the top ten? Who? What about Darren Till? Where does he fit in? I, I wouldn't, you know. Where, well, where I mean, you know, in? broken collarbone. That's that's one hell of a yeah. healing process. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, you're, that's I know I've broken it before. Um, uh, I would say probably like eight weeks, and then you could probably get back to it. Aaron Rodgers broke his collarbone and was out. You know, and this is football. Obviously, it's different, but it's the same in a sense. I mean, it is different though. Grabbing. Getting, Grappling is way different. Grappling, like, yeah. punching, you know. But I mean, well, I guess a punch is kind of like a like a Rogers throw. Um, you just don't want to get your punches intercepted. And he doesn't. So what the fuck are you even saying? I don't you know. You're, a fucking you're fight? A I had a beer funny. and a half, and I got a Packer koozie on my Miller Lite right now. <laughs> I got a buzz going, so you better be careful. <laughs> One and a half Miller Lights does it to me, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I, I mean. The Whitaker fight, I think, makes the most sense with Vittori because, like, what do you do with him now? You just hot-shotted him. He just beat, like, one of the UFC's rising stars. I know that deep down you don't even agree with that. I I do. No. No. Listen, motherfucker. Who else is in the middleweight division? It's very fucking Listen, motherfucker. No? It's been a very 
long time since an Italian was was ruling in a combat sports. Okay, you had your Connor McGillicuddy. He, he looks like fucking. I've got Marvin Vittori. He looks right like. Well, he does. He, he he does look like sloth. <laughs> he's rough, bro. It's well, rough. you know what? So we're talking Not about what's pass, left. Judgment. We're talking about what's left in the middleweight division, and and that's something that we're going to be talking about a little bit later on in the show. Maybe one of those two. Ah, I don't know, man. Because it's like you don't want to ruin that rub that you've just given to Vittori, right? Like you you just had him headline, against- but I want to see him beat a guy. What were what about Kamzat? He is coming back. Where does he fit in? What weight is he fighting at? Is is he fighting? Yeah, but he like he said, top ten. He said this. This guy bothers me. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan. Are you a fan? I want to be. Me too. But no, I don't want to be. I'm, I shouldn't say that. I definitely don't want to be. I choose to hate out of the gate on him just because of the hype train behind it and the way he's. They're making it seem like he's the only fighter ever in history that was down to fight. Twice in a day or twice yeah. in a Shut the fuck up, dude. These guys back in the day fought three times in a night against Hall of Fame fighters, not not Guy Mears chart or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> no disrespect. Guy Mears chart. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect to the guy. He got a sub this past weekend, right? Yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Whoa. So. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, you could win six fights in a week if you fight guys that are fucking. But you know, folks did say that about Habib too. I mean, Kamzat has to be good at what is he like? What's he going to be a fucking lip model? Like, what's he going to do? He's got to be a good fighter. <laughs> but yo, does um does Kamzat? You think he would have taken out Leon? You know what? No, I'm I'm not saying that I I think he would or he wouldn't. I didn't get to see enough. Yeah, I don't know. I the, the thing that I don't like is how he came out today and he was like, I would fight. Uh, Usman, Izzy, and Blockowitz all in the same night, and I was like, "So you die three times that night?" You know, like, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. He's got, he's got that that Dagestani, you know. You make it knows? seem like these guys are fucking undefeated in life. Beeb's team doesn't all have a belt. No, you know, so not yet. Who? I said not yet, and it's not even like he's on Khabib's team. He's fucking in Sweden. He's like Swedish. Yeah, he's still Dagestani. Stop. Get the fuck out. They're all fucking related. He's not smashing they were all, anything. They were all born in the same, like, bombed-out shell of a fucking Are Volkswagen. You? <laughs> <laughs> all right. But, yeah, you don't give you don't give Marvin uh, Kamzat coming back. You know, you don't give him that. You, you feed Kamzat another can just to see what he can do. You know, how messed up is he from what was going on with him? All right. Yeah. Jeez, it. I guess, you know what, that means we're running out of things on this segment, so we're going to take this to break. And um, when we come back, we're going to break down. You said it was UFC 261. UFC 261. We're going to break down UFC 261. We're going to go to break. We'll talk when we get back. You know, as I get older, I tend to appreciate different things. One thing I love now more than I ever have in the past is some unique furniture. Not just any furniture, unique custom furniture made by Battle Rattle Woodworks. He's specializing in charcuterie boards for all those parties you're about to host when this weather gets a little nicer. Even better, if you enter the code CHOP15 at checkout, you're going to get 15% off your entire purchase. Massive savings on some unique American-made stuff. Help support your local veteran right now and visit them on social media at Battle Rattle Woodworks. My goodness. All right, everybody, we are back, and we are getting ready to talk about UFC 261. And we are struggling. Yeah, we are struggling a little bit. Chris is pretty wasted. I'm um, not wasted. You can't say that because it is not true. Because when you were, right, I'm buzzed. But you can't say I'm wasted because then it implies that I'm here getting hammered. I had one and a half beers. I just don't drink. Well, you're also 95 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> um, um, no, I'm not. I'm not 95, but I'm also not 295 like you. So don't talk shit, bro. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to fight Jake Paul, bro. I'm trying to oh. fight Jake Paul. <laughs> he got the round, the the round shape like. Ben Askren. I can't talk about that anymore. Move on. on. All right. So we are jumping on to UFC 261. And um, so for those of you who live here in New Jersey, especially if you live in the Monmouth County, Ocean County area, you know who Carl Robertson is. He was the the, uh, the kickboxing phenom that uh, joined up with uh, 
at one time joined up with the Hicardo Almeida Academy and was was with uh, Nick Tone over there. Unfortunately, he's not with them anymore. Um, this is pretty much going to be his swan song if he loses against Brendan Allen. Um, he, he hasn't looked too good as of late in you know the past few fights that he's had, fights that he probably should have won. Um, wanna, you know, he, he fought on fought in one of the contender odds. series and... You know, he was looking like he was more than just a kickboxer coming out with some really good submissions, but I think he gets cut even with a win, potentially. He could because We're you know what, cut, Dana has been cutting people yeah. off of uh, off of wins. I don't think they really care at this point. I think he's going to have to come off with a win in this one because that'd be four losses in a row. Yeah, so he's done. I'm surprised he's even on the on the roster now. I think he's of- got one fight left on his contract. Yeah. I mean, I've seen guys get cut coming off of wins in the UFC. Yeah, so you, three straight, you know, that's usually your cut. So yeah, that's, pretty that's much. Why he I say he I'm might surprised. be Megan Anderson. Uh, Megan Anderson himself. Uh, we're jumping onto the main card, and it's starting out with a guy that I just got done kind of disrespecting at the beginning of this show when we were talking about people who got title shots who didn't deserve it. Yeah, and you see how far he's fallen. Mm. Anthony Smith is curtain jerking against Jimmy Crute here. Uh, I'm going to give Jimmy Crute the win, <laughs> and Anthony Smith is just going to be an analyst for the rest of his career. Um, listen, you know, Roberto, I know Fightbook is responsible for Anthony Smith to have being having a job in the UFC, but uh, I think you might have missed the bar a little bit with that one. What, what do you think there, uh Christopher, I like Anthony Smith. I don't think that he's really going to be any anything special other than what we've seen. He's peaked. You know, he got the shit beat out of him, but he's tough. Yeah. He's a tough guy. He's Lionheart. A good, heart. He's a good guy to, to gauge the um, up-and-coming guys. I would equate him to, like, the new-age Keith Jardine. You know, he's got a career in the UFC, but he's not going to be the guy ever. He might he might surprise you here and the, here or there and, and beat a guy that he shouldn't beat, but ultimately, he is who he is. Yeah, he, he pretty much, him and Corey, him and Corey were the fight that should have happened. For that fight against John Jones, they both pretty much beat the same people in the UFC on uh, that light heavyweight division. They both and you beat can't the same take legends. away the fact that he did go on a nice run. He was, you know, he 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 did earn a spot. I wouldn't say the title spot or the title shot, but he he earned his spot among the top guys. Yeah, that's that why I was saying him and Corey should have yeah. fought for that top spot, but you know, they they gave it to to the Lionheart. Um, so the next one is a rematch that Uriah Hall has been waiting for since he uh, he fought for Chris Weidman's belt at Ring of Combat way back in the day before the UFC this signed This is a him. fight that I, saw, I thought I'd see in the UFC a lot sooner. Well, it was scheduled to happen a lot sooner, and then it, it dissipated. But, uh, you know, I know not everybody has seen uh, this fight with Ring of Combat, but Weidman actually knocked out... Uriah Hall, right before Uriah Hall was on the Ultimate Fighter, uh, he knocked him out going when Uriah Hall was stepping backwards. So uh, we already know that Weidman has the power. Uriah Hall seems to have kind of a rejuvenated career. Uh, last win was knocking out Anderson Silva, which was pretty vicious and violent. Yeah, but it's weird, you know, right? Weidman knocked out. Anderson Silva when he was Anderson Silva. So. Yeah, it's it's weird, man. So you know, if you want to talk about like you know signature wins, I would obviously rank Weidman's over that. He's had a way better career, but Weidman, man, he's washed. I know that he's your boy. He's still your boy. <laughs> he's still your boy. That's that hard said, for me to say that he's what. Like I understand. I, I understand, and I'm. You know how I've always been with these yeah. guys. Like I. I it's Even though you were one slope. of the people that picked him to beat Anderson Silva along with me. It's a slippery slope in the sense that, um, you know, we potentially might have his teammates on as guests in, in, in certain situations. And it's like, oh, I don't want to, you know, don't listen to the back episodes, fellas. But, you know, I got to keep it real, man. Um, Weidman isn't the same fighter that he was. And yeah, I that, could, that I could, Rockhold fight really, like, I don't took, know, man. took the wind out of the sail. Um in a fight that he, you know, the funny thing is, like most of the fights that he lost were fights that he was winning. It's he t- was beating Rockhold. It's, it's a, he was beating uh, Yoel Romero. And it was at a time where the division just was like at its peak. I think, mm-hmm. you know, a, a prime Rockhold. There was Anderson Silva was still there. Bisping, 
it was just like the the top five or seven guys was just it was really tough at that time at middleweight and it was hard man you know they all beat the shit out of each other essentially like this guy beat that guy that guy beat this guy so that's the way it goes at the top when you guys are all there for five years seven years at the same time you know now you know weidman just came out in an interview and said that uh he he thinks he's going to be able to win the belt back and have four more fights and then be able to retire. I don't see him beating Izzy. I don't, and, and I love Weidman to death. I don't see him beating Uriah Hall. I think he can beat Uriah Hall. Uh, you know, because he beat Uriah Hall when Uriah Hall was, you know, Mr. Spin Kick, you know, crazy knockout guy that, that got taken on to the ultimate fighter. Um, but, you know, it's funny. It's one of the things that we used to talk about on Pride Rules with Omar. Which Uriah Hall are we going to get? Are we going to get Killer Uriah Hall or are we going to get Headcase Uriah Hall where he doesn't even want to be in there as he's walking out there? I mean, we got to go by the Uriah Hall we've seen of late, and that's the, the killer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's it, it's interesting. I would kind of like to see Weidman get one more shot, but, you know, he's definitely going to be in the UFC Hall of Fame eventually for probably the second biggest, you know, upset in MMA history, Matt Sarah being number one. Yeah, and it would be so great if his father inducted him. If he was there, it's in the center of the octagon, and he he was like, real quick, real quick, let me get the, Bruce, let me get the mic. And he was like, you're still my boy. Yeah, that was cringe. That was very ill-timed. That's the, the original king of cringe. Yeah, I mean, look, man, I get it. <laughs> you know, right, I won't beat that too, dead horse. But... That's a dead horse at this point. I've said that a fucking billion. I said it three times this episode. So you did, but you know, because Chris Weidman's on the card, it's funny stuff. Bro. It is. It look, is funny stuff. I, like I felt bad. I felt bad for Weidman after it happened. What are you gonna do? He's a dad. Yeah. You don't understand. You don't have any kids that you know of. Anyway, um, can we get to the fucking title fights, dude? Nobody actually. I mean, I I know some people care, but I don't want to disrespect these fights, but. That's what we want to talk about. Let's let's talk about. The I care. I know. Tommy, I care. I don't care. And I know that me. And, this is the one conflict that me and Tommy have is that he's like a really hardcore undercard guy. He he likes the the local shows. I like them. I just don't really want to talk about them. Okay. So let's jump on and talk about Valentina Shevchenko defending her belt against Kelvin Gastelum. <laughs> That was a funny joke off air, um, but now it made it to the airwaves. But anyway, she's fighting Jessica Andrade. Josh? Andrade. Andrade. Yeah. I'm proud of myself for that. Yeah, you did pretty good there. So this this whole, this whole um, I guess, round robin of these two weight classes are kind of in my head are almost blended together, and now it's starting to make sense why, because of the round robin that we're kind of seeing just on this card alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll get into the fight, and we'll talk more about the round robin afterwards. Uh, I think Valentina just beats the piss out of her. Yeah, I think that she's a cut above. The only person alive that's beating up Valentina right now is, well, two people. Cyborg well, Amanda still, already has a win against her. And Amanda Nunes. That's that's where yeah. I was going with it. It's like, she already has a win against the only, her. You know, Valentina's a, a cut above right now. She's fucking girls up. Oh yeah, she's she's on another worldly. Uh, she's otherworldly, and you know, just please don't dance, Valentina. Stop dancing. Yeah, um, enough of, enough with that fucking whatever it is. The Russian jig. Yeah, I don't know. It's just uncomfortable. It looks. I like think something. she's Polish, um, but she um, lives in South America. Like I, I actually for fight book, I actually sat on one of the uh, press conference calls. A couple of years ago while she was on there. And she speaks better Spanish than I speak English. Well, that's not surprising. Anyway. It is. I'm speaking better English than you tonight, Derek. Well, dude, yeah. <laughs> you're the one that had the bright eye. You were like, we, we have beers. We haven't had a beer together in two decades. And I'm like, yeah. let's. I guess let's do it. I, I got some beers. You got time tonight because I'm going to be here for four <laughs> hours cutting up this fucking episode. <laughs> Fun stuff, though. I'm having a good time. It's nice and loose. We're having a good. We're having a good time, right? Yeah. You guys having fun out there? Everybody? We hope you are. Um. So yeah, I mean, Andrade lost her belt to uh, the now. Wait, did she lose to the champion? Yeah, she lost to Weiji Weili Zhang. Right. Um. Yeah, she got knocked out early. She got yeah. blitzed and knocked the fuck out real early. And I just think that 
Valentina is going to be able to do. I don't know. She's not really the the, the blitzing type, but she's calculated she's, and she's got punches and bunches and volume, and she's got a really good ground game. And I think that she's used to fighting a, a bigger fighter throughout her career, where she's used to the strength and being like at a disadvantage there. So where I think that uh, Andrade brings advantages to the table, these are these are areas where. Valentina has dealt with these same disadvantages only against an Amanda Nunes, mm-hmm. against a, a way larger fighter because she's been fighting at a different weight class for a better part of her career that she came down. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I obviously, we were in agreement on that. Um, there's no way Andrade takes this fight outside of a, a lucky punch, which She's got the size chance. factor. She does, she does have that. She's got the size factor. Um, I wouldn't say the size factor because she's short. Valentina's yeah, going to have yeah, the length. You look at her; her traps are what I wish mine could. Yeah, be. but but what I'm saying is the length, as far as size goes, I don't know. You know, Valentina, you, she's she's put together pretty good. She's solid. Mm-hmm. She's definitely not a small chick, and she's got the length and the striking. She does. Uh, it, the only thing that annoys me when she's fighting and I very have underrated have, ground game. Yeah, when she's fighting, I have to have the sound off. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Ha, like, ha, ha. Give a curb your enthusiasm reference. It sounds like pigs fucking. Yeah. <laughs> he's playing tennis. Larry's in the car. Anyway, classic episode of Curb. If you haven't seen it, yeah, I, you know I I like the fight um, because Valentina is definitely in need of a of a good opponent, but I just don't see this going any other way other than Valentina winning. Yeah, it seems like uh, Andrade got run ragged in the in the lower weight. Right, I don't even know the names of these weight classes. Straw weight. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just know it's two chicks fighting. You know what I know? I know that the queen of the one thirty-five and one forty-five pound weight division is Amanda Nunes. Yeah, and that's all you need to know. But I, I will, we'll just transition because there's really not much to say about that fight. But the Thug Rose and the um, Wei Li Zhang fight—that's actually a, a cooker to me. It is. Um, y- you know. I, I'm a big Thug Rose fan. Love I, Thug Rose. She's, I don't, she's like a, a real... Yeah, oh, well, there actually writer. is a picture of uh, of my boy Chris over here as Thug Rose. I will be sharing on the... Oh, I forgot the, about that. The Chop Sports uh, it's actually Instagram awful. page. I would have shared it if it was like, if it made sense to at any given point. The Nate Diaz one that you did works for me. You know, actually, it's like, actually kind yeah. of looks how I would look if I had a shaved head, so... Uh, that has looked like me in the past. I've looked that way. Yeah. So it's not really that much of a face blend. I don't know. What the, what's that app called? Reface. Reface, guys. Tommy's good with the Reface app. He's just lazy and he doesn't do enough promoting. I uh, Yeah. The, the only thing that bothers me with, with Thug Rose with this fight is she went a little too political. All right. Well, <laughs> I was actually thinking in my notes today of like, should I bring this aspect of things up? And I'm not. And I didn't. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to. But here we go, Tommy. Yeah, It's just, you know, like, I get it. You know, like like Tyler was saying, you know, she's from Lithuania and she's used to. I get it. But in the current landscape and climate of the world right now, you really don't want to start going after someone from China talking about, you know, I'd rather be dead than red. Like, look. It's it's a fight, and I know she's saying it has nothing. It's nothing against Zhang personally, but it is. I wish I had plausible deniability on this because I don't even want to know about it because I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I just want to fucking watch the fight when they start talking like this. And it's I have no issue with people using their platform however they want. I don't care. I don't care mm-hmm. who you like or what. But I don't want to talk about it because I want to watch the fight, and I think it's going to be a great fight, and I think all that stuff just takes away from what it actually is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. At least from my perspective, and and how we're trying to present it to the people, you know, I just want to break down the fight. I think Thug Rose is going to fuck Wei Li Zhang up. I know that you disagree. Nope. But I just think Thug Rose, you know. She's a highlight reel. Did you see what Zhang did to Joanna? Yeah, but she got clipped a lot. She got got clipped a lot, but she turned Joanna actually into fucking sloth. Yeah, but you know what? Rose fucked Joanna up too. Yeah, but not like that. Bro, remember something. Joanna at least had hair. Thug Rose doesn't have hair, so when her head's going to be all lumped like that, that, that's not going to be a good look. 
hey man, I think that Rose is bringing a, a submission game to the table that I know you know matters when it comes to uh, being willing to just engage with the striking. She's got to get it there. Yeah, I know, but you know what? When you're, she's not going to be able to blitz forward the way she was willing to blitz forward against Joanna. No way, because there's there is the threat. The only chance that Rose has, I think, of taking this fight to the ground is is like a timing, a level change where where Weili Zhang blitzes in. So she's gonna she's gonna this is gonna turn into a kickboxing match, I think, mm-hmm. and a calculated one, not not like a balls out one because. Rose is dangerous on the ground, so you're gonna you're gonna worry about your your you know how you approach the um, in and out. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and and it's nothing against Rose at all. I love Rose as a fighter, but I just think Zhang is on a complete other level right now. I, I think it's her era, and I think Wei Li's gonna come out. I don't think it's gonna end in a finish. I think I'm, it's gonna I'm, end in a decision. I'm just a huge fan of Thug Rose, and at the level that I've seen her pr- perform, I think. At her best, she's a better overall mixed martial artist than Wei Li Zhang. She has a ground game. She's tough. Um, you know, she definitely has these unique submissions. She's wild. She does crazy kicks, and she utilizes the front kick better than almost any female fighter mm-hmm. that I've seen of late. Where she has really good just footwork and in and out. And Trevor Whitman is a beast, right? Trevor Whitman's her striking coach or his her head coach. He's just he's been in the game a long time, and mm-hmm. you know. Rose is at that. She's young still. She got into the game really young. It's it's Rose's time. How about that? It's yeah, Ro- she's got Trevor Whitman and she's got uh, Pat Namajunas in her corner too. <laughs> That's a good joke. That's a good joke for the for the noobs. We call them noobs, right? What are they yeah. calling the what are we? What are we casuals. What are the casuals. That that bothers me. The chop head casuals, baby. It really bothers me in in general because you the the UFC or MMA is one sport in general where like. You, like don't want growth like the the hardcore fans like hate on the new fans more so you know why they hate on the new fans because the majority of them talk like they know what the fuck they're talking about and they don't yeah but it's okay no it's okay dude it's okay like ignore it you find the people that know what they're talking about and listen to them who cares like if people didn't know what the fuck they're talking about they're just posting on social media who cares you know like i would rather it be where it's at now because of these new people and the new eyes. Now we get to see fights on ESPN and shit like that. Like it's just, yeah, it was always going to be bound to happen. Yeah, of course. But bound to happen based off of the fact that there's a bunch of new fans consistently. That's how it happens. That's the only way. So guys, new fans, we'll take you over here at chop heads. MMA oh yeah, Podcast. we'll definitely take I want you. all the noobs. We ain't fucking, we're no, how do we call it? We're not prejudiced we're, against the noobs. We're equal opportunity employers when it comes to our fans. We want them all baby. Yeah, so what, what Chris was alluding to before he got on that stone drunken rent, um, when I I'm actually ref- recovering well. When I referred to Pat Namajuna, it's actually Pat Barry, who uh who was a UFC fighter and he's just an all around good dude, funny guy. Um I say Pat Namajuna is because in my opinion, whoever owns the belt, which Rose had the belt, that's the head of the relationship. Um anyway, who gives a fuck? Move on. Let's talk about this fucking real fight. <laughs> Whole right? lot of cutting going on in this no, episode. No, I'm going to leave that. That, that. I feel like that played out well. Sure. So we're going to leave this one too. So go ahead, dude. Where are we going next? We got the mainy. We got the yeah, main event. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> main event, full camp, same result. I'm sorry. That's the way that I'm looking at it. Uh, Masvidal said, you know, he, he wanted a full camp, but he would have had a better showing. I, I just don't think it's going to be. Kamaro Uzban, when you talk about a cut above the rest, with Valentina, with the Kamara Usman, fifteen straight wins is and always will be a cut above and the rest. They're all in the UFC, right? 15 yeah, straight. Uh, st- right from uh, the Ultimate Fighter season, where it was the Black like Zills against uh, Black American Zilla's top team. American top team, and he was the the clear cream of that whole show. And he still early, is. And he Look still is. Yeah. You know he he stood. He's a fucking dork. But he might be a dork, but he's the he man. He bothers me so much. He steals Connor's lines left and right, and you know he does. I know that you don't like Connor, but you got to give Connor his due. Where when it comes to the fucking the marketing and it, it's it's bullshit. I wouldn't say it's bullshit. I get it why they do it, but bro, it's literally he's stealing quotes and he just doesn't have the delivery. He's such a fucking dork. He might he might not have the delivery, but you know what he has? He has the wrestling, that <laughs> goose the, egg, and the cardio, and the yeah, a lot of things. That goose egg the belt. He would rip Connor's head. Right off his body, 
Early. I would have liked to see Usman and um, Khabib, honestly. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of won't give Khabib the goat. Yeah, I mean, he's the goat there was, at lightweight. There was, there was some challenging good fights for him at welterweight as it stands right now. Yeah. You know, so you want to be the goat to me, you got to fucking move up. Right, but when you're talking about, like, goat and MMA... It, that's why GSP gets, you know, like, you got to at least go fight a higher weight. So, so look, Khabib was the goat at lightweight. There was no other lightweight better than him. Yeah. That's it. Um, Nate Diaz, but whatever. They never fought. But, uh, so, and this is nothing against Masvidal. I just don't think he's going to be good enough to withstand Usman's wrestling. He wasn't good I enough to... I say that the bet of the entire year in 2021 is, is Usman's decision. Right? He's gonna yeah, yeah. Fu- yeah. He's got a fucking yeah. coast. He's got a I foot mean, stomp. And, you know, the proof is in the pudding, right? You, you, you steal go my back, line. I say that a lot. Yeah, you go back to Masvidal against wrestlers and grapplers. I mean, Damian Maya rode his back for 25 minutes. You know what I mean? Um, and Usman could do the same thing. Now, the difference between Usman and Damian Maya is Usman's stand-up is leaps and bounds better than Damian Maya. I mean, yeah. you, you look what Usman did to uh, Colby, broke his jaw. I don't think that Usman is particularly like a hard puncher um, when he's, until he feels completely comfortable. You know, he's yeah. a very safe fighter, and he, he's very calculated. He stays on the outside, but when, he's, when he feels like he's got you hurt, which is a smart thing to do. I'm not, I'm not knocking it, but I don't, I don't see he ever, I don't think he ever goes at Masvidal with everything he's got to put him away. I think this is going to be a very calculated Usman, and understandably so. Masvidal is a dangerous fighter, and he fights angry, and I think that he'll bring a lot better cardio into this one. So you're going to see Usman be a lot uh, uh, careful because I feel like he did feel a little bit from Masvidal on a six-day. You know, Masvidal didn't get washed in that fight. He had some moments. He was able to get up, which was impressive. So, like, you know, he got took, taken down, but he got up. So uh, a fresh Masvidal might be able to keep that fight that fight standing a lot longer. You know, it, I always wondered, and, and they'll never admit this to you, if they almost let them up just so they could put them back down and get them more tired because of how much, how much you know, how much you're you're exposing yourself as you're getting up, getting put back down, getting up and put back down. Demoralizing, yeah. Like when you get up, but you're not like out of the grip, and then you get dragged back. Even down. just that, like you, you know, you're carrying his weight, which. You know anybody who's trained in wrestling? And somebody in like somebody it's, it's like heavy. Usman, though the way he fights, and I'm not talking shit. Is, is at the same time as I am talking shit, is that he holds on for dear life. He's not trying to let anyone back up, especially a guy that he feels his only chance is to beat him striking. There's no way he's letting Masvidal back up because honestly, he. I don't want to say that you fight afraid because it's a really like an oxymoron when you think about it because they're stepping in the cage against a guy that's trained to fight at the highest level, so they're not afraid. Well, he's but, also trying to take but there, his belt. There's a lot to lose when you're the champion. You watch GSP made a career this way. Even Khabib, you know, they, they everyone goes to their bread and butter, especially if things get rough in there. So, I and Usman in his career has just been a fucking you know crotch sniffer, as they call him. Right? They they hug you, they take you down, they shoot a you double mean a leg. leg humper. Crotch sniffer. That's what Masvidal calls him. He's a crotch sniffer. I was about to say, I never heard that one before. Like, damn. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, he's a crotch sniffer based on Masvidal's. That's Masvidal's words. I'm not out here saying Usman is a crotch sniffer, even though it is that, like, boring laying prey. Yeah, but I don't you know, know that he has I, I also think, finishes. I also think a lot of the shine on Masvidal kind of rubbed off as these months have went on. Uh, you know... Yeah, I think this is a desperate... Uh, they, they should be fighting... It should be Colby and, and Usman right now. We already had that, and Colby got his jaw broke. But Colby's next. They, they announced that. You saw that, right? Yeah, Colby's next. But my question... Well, not my question, but... You know, Kamaru Usman just came out today and was saying that, he, you know... He doesn't know how many more fights he's got left in him. And look, man... And I get that. Um, eventually, where's the challenge? He's not big enough to go up to middleweight. And his friend is the champ. Where? Is he? Oh, yeah. But he's not going to go up to middleweight. He's, he's not big enough for that. He's not going to cut down to 55. Um, GSP's not coming back. Khabib, no. Khabib would have fought him before retiring if he was going to fight him. 
And and beating Masvidal with a full camp, he's legitimately wiped out the entire fucking welterweight division. He is the new GSP. I just don't anyway, we're see... In, yeah, we're in lockstep. Yeah, I don't see Masvidal doing enough, and it's nothing against Masvidal at all. Nothing against him at all. I, I love Street Jesus. Um, I was trying to grow my hair and my beard just like him, but, but the hair wasn't really grow, wasn't really working at that oh, point. He's at that point now, Tommy, where you don't you look full. No, like I was like growing oh, right, it. Yeah. Like I had a full on fucking mullet at one point. Um, you know when we're when we start talking about Tommy's hair, we know that we're like we ran it ragged. Yeah, but no, Tommy but, shaves his head on a one or the, two yeah, straight the, clean. The, no, not straight clean. It's just grown in. Um, but yeah, nothing against Masvidal. I just don't think he's got what it takes to beat Usman. I I, I don't. Um, I don't. When he beat Nate Diaz, I don't think Nate really gave a fuck about being there. You want my honest opinion? Yeah. Um, I don't think he really cared. He was there for a paycheck, and he was obligated to be there. He didn't give a crap about the BMF title bullshit that Dana made just to sell a pay per view. Yeah, it and, probably made him care less. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you got you know The Rock handing you a he, BMF title, like, and I love that. The Rock, but why are you in the UFC octagon handing somebody a belt that's made up means nothing that now belongs to Kamaru Uzma? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's not my. That's not my call. I would never do it because it's corny. It's Dr. Dana. Pat, it's so Dana. But we're out of time here. We're definitely out of time here, Tommy. Right? Yeah, we're out of time. So we're out of time, do a Tommy. Plug. That's me. We're out of time, Tommy. We're gonna do some plugs. We got a lot going on on the Chop Sports Network. We want to thank all of our sponsors: LVC Transport, Sunflower Meadow Seasoning, Curtis Sells Houses. CRG Homes, Jay Devlin out of South Carolina. We got health and fitness professionals. We have, oh, I want to say it is Attitude of Gratitude. Uh, we have Body Bronze, Bella Beach Tanning. Thank you, Mike. If I'm forgetting anybody, I apologize, but I think I covered it all. Oh, Absolute Eyewear. We want to thank you guys as well. Um, but head on over to Instagram and follow the Chop Sports Network. Follow Chop Sports Chris and... Check out the link tree in both of those, and you will see links to every single thing that I'm doing, every single podcast that's on the network. We want you to go over to YouTube and check out the Chop Sports TV. Subscribe to that. And, Tommy, you got anything for us? Uh, no, you got sitting ringside this Thursday on uh, fightbookmma.com. Uh, hopefully my, uh, pride rule show will be back on Monday. We weren't able to do a, uh, do a show this week because I was having a little bit of complications due to the, uh, due to the microchipping for this, uh, COVID vaccine. Yeah. That's what happens. They want you to go to Disney and, and then you got to get microchip. <laughs> I, I, I got to go one more time too. That's the worst part. So, uh, yeah, we're going to take it away back to the Wu-Tang bong bong. Here we go. Still got a hot mic. Chris is out of it. No, I'm not, dude. All pageantry. It's all for show. And munchies. Yeah. Ripped. Stoned. And Randy Brown's definitely the kickboxer, right? No? Jiu-Jitsu guy. Did you just say that? Ask me that question again. <laughs> no wait for you. We actually can leave that in. We'll leave, we'll leave that in. That was funny. Uh, potentially. Or I'll put that at the end of the episode.